0: listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Renton, Tinseltown.
2: I'm one, and so is my special guest today. When she isn't filling you with bliss with her songs, she's winning your heart with everything she does for various people and pet charities. I am honored to welcome singer, songwriter, a multi-talented entertainer who puts a capital E in entertaining, the one and only Rosalind Kine. Hey, welcome to the show, Rosalind. Thank you, Arden, but I have to make one correction. I've only written lyrics to one song. That makes you a songwriter. Okay. (laughs) I don't think of myself that way. All right. Well, now you've added that. You've got it. And you know, listeners, as you can already imagine, get ready to be delighted. Rosie is here to share her life, her work, talk about a very special dog named josh and oh yeah maybe a little bit about an older sister named what barbara streisand and much more i want everyone to sit and stay because we're going to be right back after this commercial break
1: time for a pause for furry ones actually sit and stay all behave we'll be right back
2: molly here's your dinner (laughs)
1: There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. OBehave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore.
2: Welcome back to the Obhave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have a mega talent in the house. I am, of course, speaking of Rosalind Kind. She's an amazing singer. She's a gal who grew up in Brooklyn, and she now can call the world her home. That's because this gal's performed at the Carnegie Center, the Greek Theater, Lincoln Center, London's Royal Cafe. And I've got two quotes, Rosalind, that I love that describe you. The New York Post calls you, she's so good on so many levels, it's difficult to categorize her. That's a good one. And my second favorite quote comes from the Los Angeles Times. Forget that Rosalind Kine is Barbara Streisand's kid sister. She's too good and too special to have to worry about comparison. Amen. Power to the kids sisters. What do you think, Rosie? <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds all good. Right. I, you know, I have two older sisters. If you want to know Arden, who's your older sister, my older sisters are Deb and Karen. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. I got are all you the baby. I have a little brother, a kid uh-huh. brother named Kevin, and so I was always getting the hand me downs. You know, the one time I got my own sweater vest, I was so excited. It wasn't from Deb or Karen. My Siamese cat, and cats like to sometimes chew wool, chewed a cannonball-sized hole in my favorite one-and-only non-hand-me-down wool sweater.
0: Oh, no. And I
2: couldn't <laughs> throw it away.
0: I was like, I can't wear it, but I couldn't throw it away. <laughs> I used to love it. my little guy. My, I, I called him my son, my four-legged mm-hmm. son, Josh Kind. He used to, you know, tear the insides out of shoes or when I wasn't around he would uh, take people's brushes out of their handbags, go into their luggage, take out socks. He never <laughs> really did great damage, but I I have pictures of him carrying a fly swatter in his mouth when he was still like really? big he was smaller than the swatter. I mean, oh. he you know, plastic containers of salsa that were empty. I have the cutest pictures.
2: You know, when they go through the teething period. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I call the first year in a dog's life the wonder year because you're like, I wonder what I'm doing. I mean, it's like, <laughs> he's driving me crazy and he's chewing this. He's becoming an interior decorator. He's like done my carpet, done my sofa. And then when they look at you when you're eating, it's like, please, second, can I have some more? I think there's something going on in the dog kingdom, you know, that they got, they share this little tips on how to make us foils, don't you think?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, he had me around his little paw. but I didn't take Josh for walks. Well, in the beginning I did, but in the end he took me. Really? He nice. knew exactly which direction he wanted to go in and why.
2: Well, let's talk a little bit about Josh. I mean, he was a Yorkie. And yeah. how in the heck did you come to get a dog in your life? You travel all over the place. Something happened. How did you get well, Josh? I, no,
0: I love I love puppies. I had a couple of puppies when I was little in Brooklyn. But mm-hmm. my first one had got this temper. I got him in the, I think it was, uh, I got her at the bar. Why we home? Okay. Then I had another one, Rusty, who I was just, um, we couldn't handle. So we had, my mother made me give him away, which I, it was very sad. I was very sad because at the time my mother was taking in um, a border to get extra money, you know, and then this woman didn't like my puppy. Uh, so I was like, I had to give him up. Yeah. And I was so upset about it. So upset. And then I got my little Ricky, who was a terrier mix, and, uh, <laughs> and she got this temper. So Aww. I didn't have much luck. So I just, I used to, you know, I used to take care of even my sister's pups. Sometimes when my sister was in London, I would babysit Sadie. And you know, I, I just love, I loved, and I just loved animals. I talk to birds when I'm on the road. When I find, you know, the, those great really? cockatoos that are in cages that talk to you. Ah, yeah, ah, I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> buy her CD. Buy her CD. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you right? said. <laughs> but my Joshi, I was actually in Malibu, and I was working on a new show. And we went to um, the Malibu Country Mart, and there was a Dr. Pet uh, Rose Pet Headquarters, and Dr. Rose was one of the pet stores that didn't believe in puppy mills or anything. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I used to go there all the time on my breaks, and I would walk through, and I always have to go through the pet shop. I always have to and look at the puppies. <laughs> and this particular day, I saw two little Yorkies. Mm-hmm. And one of them they were brothers, they told me, but one of them was just too too cute to pass up. he looked he didn't look like a, a Yorkie, he looked like like a kind of not like a porcupine, but he was so full of hair, and yep. he, his ears didn't stand up, they just they hung down, but look. it was thick, black hair, thick. and I you know asked if I could see him, and he he came out and he was running around, running around, and this little boy caught him, and he's holding him under the armpits, swinging him. <laughs> And he's just kissing the little boy. You know, the tongue Mm -hmm. is coming out to kiss him. He was just, he, I mean, he fit in the palm of my hand. He was killer. The face that would stop traffic. And that was it. I mean, I kept going back to see him. I'm saying, oh, my mother would kill me if I got this. You know. (laughs) Right. I kept thinking, I said, what am I going to do? You know, but I put a hold on him because I was out there working and I wasn't home and um, would go to see him every day. And then I said, well, i have to go back to town, but I'll be back for him. And it was a July 4th weekend. And mm-hmm. I said, what am I doing? Am I crazy? I said, I have to travel. I have to this. How can I handle this? And then my mom came down with heart problems and had to be mm-hmm. in the hospital and um, had to go through surgery. And while I was waiting in the hospital, while she was going through surgery, a friend of mine who also uh, loves animals, definite animal activist, walks out on movies where uh, he sees anything harming an animal, raises birds and sells them. And um, and he's sitting there talking to me about, you know, it would be the best thing to get this puppy when your mom comes home. You know, it's so great. And, and so I said, but Barry, you have to understand, you had to see this puppy's face. There's no way in the world he's still there. And yeah. I remember I even went to Disneyland with my friend and their son. And I said, oh, look, they have a place here. I could have brought you up. Well, I didn't have a name for him yet. I said, because I couldn't get his face out of my mind.
2: Isn't I that amazing? I couldn't
0: get this puppy out of my mind. And so when this happened to my mom, he brought me to the phone. He said, call them and see. Call them and see. I said, there's no way in the world. He was too cute. He can't possibly still be there. And so I called. And unbelievable. This is when you say in Jewish, something is beshert. It's meant.
2: Okay. They said
0: he was still there. Why was he still there? Because two Dalmatian puppies were brought in by the breeder to get a bath and they had kennel cough. Oh. And Joshy caught the kennel cough and so they kept him in the back. Oh my gosh. There's a movie so, here.
2: Move over you- Marley and me. We got Rosie and Josh. I think they're right. <laughs>
0: It was just meant to be. And I, I brought that little guy home with kennel cough. I had my mom oh, getting over her heart surgeries in one room with a nurse, learning how to blow air again and breathe. And I had oh. this little thing going, <laughs> but it sounded like he was
2: dying. Oh, my gosh.
0: And I nursed him all through the kennel cough. And oh, he was—he—he he, he just changed our lives. I mean, he just was such happiness. He, i brought him everywhere until some of the restaurants around here stopped letting you come in with your puppies because other people were
2: complaining or whatever. I said, "This dog is cleaner than some of the people that you <laughs> see deserve." <laughs> yeah. How did you come up with the name Josh? Well, you know, that's a good question because
0: while my mom was in the hospital and my brother had come out, my sister in law, and I brought them out there to see him. And I went through things like the name of Zeus because he was so tiny. I thought Zeus would be cute. <laughs> you know, one of the gods. Right. And then uh, that fell flat. And I, I just thought, you know, watching him run around, I said, he's all boy. As tiny as he is, he is a boy. And I just said, and I, I went through a whole bunch of names. I said, and all of a sudden, it's just the name Josh came out Josh Kind. You know, Joshy, my Joshy. Yeah. And so some of the people said, "Oh, but that's such a human name." I said, "He is human. Look at his eyes."
2: Absolutely.
0: This is such an understanding being with such knowledge and feeling and heart. And I always felt he was from the Pleiades. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just did. You know, he always knew when I was coming home. He would, when you looked in his eyes, it wasn't like a. He would look deep into my soul. I mean, he was hypnotic.
2: The Wire dogs are the ones that have those eyes that just bore right through your heart. I think he might have been part Weimer Reiner. He might have had just the eyes of the Weimer Reiner. What do you think? <laughs> but I tell
0: you, he just read my soul, and
2: uh, wow, and that was
0: you know that was it. That was it. And he was Josh, and um, and we went through all the terrible twos. <laughs> yep. But you know, but it was so funny, and you know, it's like when I there were times where he always traveled with me. He always went with me, and he came and took bows with me on stage. If I was in a club or, or in a place I was performing and they heard a bark, I said, not to worry, that's my son. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it, he got famous. It was like, every, you know, he was in some of the press shots from when I did three from Brooklyn. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, the press wanted more shots of him than they wanted of the star. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> what can I say? And he actually made his Broadway debut with me at the Helen Hayes Theater on Christmas Eve when my assistant put antlers on his head on one side of the stage. And the star of the show did this whole thing about, you know, animals with hangers on their heads for Christmas, you know, with reindeer. Right, And at that point, we sent Josh up so that he oh could be on the other side of the stage. Did he make his mark? Did he, he make his mark? No, actually, he got about a third of the way in front of the baby grand piano, took a look at the audience, dumped the antlers, and was ready to head out to the audience. <laughs> but that's okay. And the glad stage had to send him back to me, but it was so cute. And everybody got to know him. I, I had him on the Vicky show with me years ago. Oh, I, he was just the best and garnered so much attention. Like I said, a face. Maybe it was the Pleiadian look in the eyes that just garnered everything, you know. I think he was very spiritual, a little spiritual guy. Right. So, was so one time when I was working in Provincetown, and the guys who did the um, the woman show, you know, where they uh, transgender shows, right. they took him and put his hair in curlers and <laughs> brought him to me
2: at the end. Of That's one cool dog.
0: <laughs> oh, I tell you. But everybody knew if he was there, I wasn't far behind. You know, they always, oh, is that Josh? Is that Josh? Oh
2: my and then God. there came
0: the time when um, I brought him in for his annual physical when he was seven. And they heard his uh, bet heard a heart murmur for the first time. Oh, okay. And she immediately sent me to the heart specialist, and his heart was already ten percent larger than it should have been. And uh, of course, it uh, destroyed me because they're giving me a time limit on his life, and I couldn't deal with it. I found it really, really hard. And I was supposed to go on vacation, and I canceled my vacation. I would sit up and watch him breathe.
2: Oh my gosh! And
0: they said to me anywhere from nine months to five years, and uh, he wasn't able to travel with me anymore. But I would get upset because I would see him get so you know upset when I would leave, and then I, that nobody would tell me that he was kind of down when I was away. But when he when I came home, he would be so excited. and thought, oh my God, this stuff with the heart going up and down is not good. But he would run around like roadrunner around the table when I came home. <laughs> like you know, toys from the dining room into the coffee table in the living room, and it's like. You know, and, you know, and little by little, he got slower and slower. And I kept saying, no, we're going to change it. We're going to turn this around. We're going to turn his heart around. It's going to get smaller again. It's going to get smaller. And mm-hmm. there was a time when his medication was more than my mom's. And um, wow, I was thinking, but every single time, you know, they said, you know, there'll be times when, you know, you'll bring him in and we'll be able to turn him around. But there'll be that one time where we won't be able to. And I wasn't buying it. I couldn't believe mm-hmm. it. Not my Joshi. Not mm-hmm. my Joshi. and then um, came the one day in 2000, June 14th. That um, that was the day they couldn't turn him around. His mm-hmm. lungs were full of fluid, and um, they would say to me, "It's the best gift I could give him." And I, you know, he he passed in my arms. It was killing me. I couldn't even leave. I, I couldn't, you know, I stayed there forever with him in my arms. My gosh. And um, and I always I do the song in my show for him, and I still do it. And I remember the summer after I lost him when I went back to work that September. Uh, on tour, I did the song, I, I, my eyes, I just couldn't stop crying when I would do it, and mm-hmm. this little girl in the front row stood up and started dancing Really? while I was singing the song, and I just looked Aww. at it, and I looked up to the heavens, and I said, okay, Joshie, I get the message mm-hmm. telling me he's okay. That's
1: right. <laughs> you know? Wow! And
0: um, but I, I miss his little face, and I still have you know I still have his pictures up. I have a little piece of his tail, and I have crystals around him. And I was copying all these poems about you know dealing with losing your your pet and the beautiful words of the Rainbow Bridge.
2: Right. And I you
0: know I have friends who lose their um, love little animals today, and I, I you know I will tell them about the Rainbow Bridge.
2: Your song you dedicated is it's called At Times Like This, correct? Correct. All right, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but tell us the writers, but can you just do a little bit of it? Oh, well, let me see now. Let me see now. It's early in the morning. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> a friendly face, the kind of face that melts you with a grin. The kind of eyes that welcome you the minute you walk in. The tender glance you and refuse at times like this, a girl could use a dog. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is wonderful! I I kept playing it back and forth, back and forth. Oh, I was getting ready for this show, and I have two dogs and two cats: Chipper, Cleo, Murphy, and Ziki. Oh and, my uh, goodness! Yeah, the furry fab four, and they could hear the song, and they came up to the speakers. I'm not kidding oh, you. Oh
0: my goodness! So did you your, get a. Do your puppies positive. and your cats when the when the dog shows are on? Do they go up to the television? Because Joshy used to go right up to the television.
2: My little one, Cleo, does. My big girl, Chipper, a husky golden retriever, is like, I know it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> But Cleo and Chipper, they have a talent. They actually share the same surfboard, and we raise money for shelters as members of the SoCal Surf Dog Team. Oh, so it's, they
0: actually surf on the water. Did somebody take yep. them in? You're yep. kidding me! I have to see this.
2: You got to see this. I'll have to send oh you. I'll God. send you a little short clip. But we raise money for shelters. They uh-huh. use foam surfboards. They have their own life jackets with little handles. Aww. And uh, we wear our little wetsuits and we get them out there. We time the waves and they head out. And some of these dogs are so good that uh. they they can turn around. They can oh, jump wow. to another surfboard that's riding by. Mine aren't that talented, but they're great. But to have little Mutton Jeff, big and little, sixty pound and twelve pound, share a oh, same wow. board and they're and they're nine years old. But oh, um, God, but they um, they love your singing. I got to tell you, I used no to man. take
0: Josh. You know, it, I don't know if people do this anymore, but we used to have birthday parties for. Um, or pets. Uh-huh. So Joshy had a girlfriend who was a Wheaton Terrier named oh, Rachel. Cool. And oh. Rachel's mommy was a party planner and she every year gave Rachel what we called a bark day. Oh. And it was always like a different theme. The first year it was um, just like gentlemen and ladies so Joshy had a posh bow tie, posh bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> and one year it was a Hawaiian luau so I had a straw hat on him and a Hawaiian you know, flower jacket. <laughs> one year it was a rodeo
2: Oh, my God! One year it
0: was a circus, so he was a clown. It was amazing. And some of these dogs performed, but he always won the most popular.
2: Really? He won most
0: popular, and he always won his
2: race in his section of dogs. Oh, that's so great. It's just, it's just the best. We're speaking with Rosalind Kind. She is going to be in concert. I want you guys to mark this down because this show goes everywhere, Rosie. So April 28th, she's going to be performing at the Brooklyn Center for the Performing Arts. It's at, at Brooklyn the Brooklyn College. Con- Yes, at Brooklyn College. So it's that's my that, return
0: that's, to my roots.
2: That's I have right. Been that's
0: back right. to Brooklyn and I don't know how long. So I'm well, hoping everybody will come out, come out wherever you are. <laughs>
2: you guys got to. Come on. Please but.
0: come on down and have some fun. I always like to have fun. And
2: my aim is to help, hopefully make people feel good when they leave. I think you do that, that well. We're talking to Rosalind Kine. We're going to have to pay for this show by taking a quick commercial break. So I want everybody to sit and stay. We'll be right back.
1: Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand, only from Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Tim Conway, and this is my favorite program that you're listening to and I'm listening to right now.
0: Arden is one of my favorites, and uh, I, I never miss the show. I haven't seen it yet, but I never <laughs> miss it.
1: We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to O Here's Arden.
0: A friendly face, the kind of face that melts you
1: with a grin. The kind of eyes that welcome you The minute you walk in The tender glance you simply can't refuse
2: At times like this a girl could use a dog. Welcome back to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm just having a great time. I have Roslyn Kind in the house. She does it all, she sings. She's on stage. She's been in movies. She's been on television. And Theater, I got she to- dances. She moves. <laughs> she That's like, right. No, no. And <laughs> she is a dog's best friend. I'm telling you. And I know that Josh has been very special to you for very, very many years. But I want to do the little <laughs> we're going back to 1969. I want you to tell people when you got your high school diploma, Mm-hmm. You just literally grabbed your diploma and dashed right into the footlights of fame. That was tell actually 1968. 1968. <laughs> oh, 1968. Okay, sorry. 1968. So tell us what happened on graduation day. That blows my well, mind. Well, I, I had signed my RCA
0: contract several months before I graduated
2: Mm-hmm. And my
0: first day of going in the studio turned out to be my day of graduation. So at 9 a.m., I marched down to Pomp and Circumstance. I picked up a diploma, and by 12 noon, I was at Studio B at RCA.
2: That is amazing. And then how soon later were you on the Ed Sullivan Show?
0: That was, I'll tell you the date, it was February 9, 1969, storm of the year. And I had a walk, thank God, we lived in Manhattan. I walked from 57th Street to 52nd and Broadway in the blizzard.
2: Oh, my and gosh. Because
0: and people were stuck at home. Thank God I had a captive audience, but then I lost those that were stuck in the subway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're better than a postal carrier. Neither sleep nor will get you from not being on that Ed Sullivan show, right? I know. And it
0: was so funny because when I got to San Francisco after doing the show, we were sitting in a diner because I was going there to, to play The Hungry Eye.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, the waitress came over and said, oh, aren't you that, that Roseland Klein, that Barbara Streisand sister that we just saw <laughs> the Ed Sullivan show? <laughs>
2: Nice, nice. Yeah, I
0: not, you know, I'm telling you. And she was not. She was living in California, so he had such a great viewership.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, to get on the Ed oh, Sullivan Show, you were what, 19 years old? That's pretty. pretty I was
0: 18. I was 18.
2: 18. There's people that never have gotten on it. So it was growing just up after
0: in, I had turned 18, yeah.
2: Okay, so you grew up in Brooklyn. Huh? your mom's name was Diana, correct? Correct, and I guess the deal is Barbara is your like uh, older half sister. Well,
0: I, we don't use the word half, and I like. I hate. I hate the word half. I, you know, I don't <laughs> like when people do that. Just be. Okay, you know, we have the same mother. We mm-hmm. had different fathers because my sister and my brother's father passed when my sister was fifteen months old, okay. and when I came onto the scene, it was <laughs> seven or so years later. No, she yes, eight years later because she was uh, probably about just before her ninth birthday. Anyway, in the Jewish religion, when you come from the same womb, it's not half.
2: Because the closest
0: thing to the relationship is the mother Yep, because of the womb. Just like if you're an intermarried, a child of an intermarried couple, if the mother is Jewish, the child is automatically Jewish. Okay. But if it's the same father, no, the child has to convert if they want to be Jewish.
2: I gotcha. I gotcha.
0: See, so the whole premise is that the mother's womb is where it takes place, honey.
2: All That's right. the I, common
0: ground, and um, <laughs> and I just hate that term. I really, I kind of resent when people use it.
2: I agree. I, I applaud Thanks. you for that, too. So now you also <laughs> yeah. have a brother, Sheldon, right? Right. He's the oldest. Okay. I'm the okay. baby. You're the baby. Awesome. I'm the baby. Awesome. You're the best baby on the planet i'm like you i'm the youngest <laughs> of the girls and then my brother popped in afterwards but uh-huh. you know i like being the kid sister didn't you
0: you know I, I was there was so many years between us but i had some wonderful times with my sister because she used to take care of me as a kid she used to comb my hair in the morning sit me on the toilet and take care of me. She used to <laughs> love my nose she would take pictures of my nose my profile really growing up she loved my profile so I have pictures in front of a tree in Brooklyn in front of our building where I'm posing
2: with my head up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? Why did you think she was so fascinated by your nose? Well, I I just think she was fascinated with maybe, I,
0: I you know, I don't know. I, I don't think I have a perfect nose. but and I, I And I still see a little bump on my nose, kind of like the one, a little like she has.
2: Mm-hmm. But, you
0: know, but she just, she was just taken away with it. So, as a little girl, she used to take a lot of pictures of my nose. Well, not just my nose, my face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Glad to know that. To. Well, you have I very beautiful eyes. You have, you have very beautiful eyes. I know you were talking about Josh's eyes, but you have very captivating eyes. Oh, and
0: thank you. So you, know what, that, you know what it is? It's like everybody tells me it's the color.
2: Yeah, yeah could it's be. A, I guess
0: it's a shape. the shape. Um, my sister and I both have the same shaped eyes. Right. But I have, um, mine are like a yellow hazel. Like, almost mm-hmm. like a cat's eye.
2: Did you get that from your mom?
0: No, my mom is blue like my sister and my brother is blue. Oh, like, huh. They're all three blue. My father was more hazel. Okay. But mine are a pale, they're so pale. As a matter of fact, the eye doctor said my retinas are even pale.
2: That's incredible. I mean, you do have some captivating eyes, so. But you also have a pretty captivating voice, too. And Aww, I, I had a you. dog named Jazz, so I'm a big fan of jazz. And some of the music you do is, is just, it does, it it melts when you hear it.
0: Aw, thank you so much. You know, I can only thank God for that because through my mom, who was the voice kind of from her father, my paternal grandfather, who was a cantor. That voice was passed down through our genes and um, very much a God-given gift that obviously, I, you know, when I've gone through periods in my life where I said, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing here? And I did searching for that when I was in the 80s, Big questions in my life. And um, basically, I'm supposed to, you know, use my gift. It was God-given for a reason. And so I figured I better stay out there and do what I am supposed to do to help heal, to help heal with my voice and heal with my being because... The world needs so much positive energy, especially in these days. We're going through so much, and, and people have lost sight of what really matters, the unconditional love that we get from our animals, and we need to learn so much of. We have to take that from them and see they are our greatest example.
2: Well, there's a reason, Josh, came in your life. And and now I know with your mom's heart condition and other conditions, you've played a pretty big part in AIDS and Alzheimer's disease to be able to rally some good things that way, And, and especially for pets. I mean, Humane Society, I guess, in the United States. So let's talk a little bit about the philanthropic Razi.
0: Well, I, you know, Joshie is what brought all of that into my life because mm-hmm. when I lost Joshie and I didn't have anybody to shower myself on, I started making donations to many shelters in his memory. And I got lovely notes back, you know, thanking me that, you know, Joshie would be so happy and it was very lovely. And I, and I stayed in contact with one of the gentlemen at the Humane Society for a while until he left. I, you know, I always say for the charities I believe in, which are animal, because they can't speak for themselves, and there okay. is so much abuse for children who are our future, for the elderly who so need to be touched. My mom had Alzheimer's, and so that opened my eyes to Alzheimer's. And la- just last year, I went to sing at a facility in Columbus, Ohio, the Wexler Village, where I sang with the Alzheimer's patients with the rabbi on his guitar. And Oh, my gosh. Music yeah. is such a necessary communication tool with, with Alzheimer's patients. It brings back their memories. You see the smiles on their faces. You know, and so much so in the beginning when my mother was first coming down with it, I I visited certain places and I didn't see really great treatment for these people. I didn't see it. It was like kind of cold. They were, you know, shoved off to the side as far as like locked up in an area because, you know, they are known to wander and all these things. But I just thought that was so cruel. And I saw so much love at this facility. And I myself kept my mom home. You know, my mom had 24-hour care. Thank God we could do that.
2: Her. Mm-hmm.
0: And I was the one overseeing all her care. As a matter of fact, I took time off from my work to be with my mom and watch over her and, and uh, oversee all her care. So, you know, it was so hard to, and I, so I know what, you know, a friend of mine who had, uh, her mother came down with it and she gave me the book, The 36-Hour Day. And you really get to learn, you know, like I would have people, why can't she pick up the phone and call me? I said, you don't understand. She doesn't know what a phone is anymore.
2: Right. That's a very good book. And I, and I'm glad you mentioned it. That's a powerful book.
0: Yeah, because if you don't understand, then you don't have patience, which is everything that they need. They need love and patience. And there was a time my mother would come into the, God bless her, God rest her soul, come into the living room, and she would say, try to talk to me, when she totally couldn't carry on a conversation. And she would like just words here and there, but looking. But basically, I knew she wanted to know I'm okay. And the time that she spent in the hospital uh, in her last month's I was there every day singing to her, playing music, dancing, rubbing her feet. And, uh, you know, it just I just see the difference. Music is such a great tool. It and is. I, and I, I want to encourage people not to be afraid of people. with Alzheimer's. Show them your love. Touch them. They feel so isolated. And, yes, sometimes they don't know who you are. And, yes, they may strike at you. But that's what these books are about, to teach you how to handle that and to deal with it, and then to also make sure you take care of yourself and take breaks and get out and calm yourself and get your rest as well, because it is a hard undertaking.
2: No, I bless you for that, and I think you have two powerful talents, your song, your music, and paying attention to Josh and learning what lessons our pets give us. And, I mean, that's a pretty nice gift you've received.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, to say to this day, I play with everybody else's puppies. My sister's puppies, my friend's, puppies, my friend's cats. You know, I, I used to have a girl who did my nails who had a a Scottish foal, and the Scottish foal was oh, just like yeah. a dog. Right. It was so much like a puppy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, they're great, you know, and they they know when you love them. They know right. when. You're, and I, I would, I would, you know, I'm so sorry what happened in Las Vegas to um, with the white tigers, but I think they're the most gorgeous creatures.
2: <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, With the green
0: and the blue eyes. Oh, my God. I would love, you know, like those days where maybe they could be hypnotized and you could play with them and you know you're not (laughs) going to get hurt. But they're just beautiful to watch, to watch them move.
2: Well, if you're ever in Oceanside, California, you can come meet my furry fab four, Chipper, Cleo, Murphy, and Ziki, and they will charm you, amuse you, delight Ah. you, and have you come watch them surf. So. I want you to know uh, that I'd love to there's always an surf. open. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. I can't
0: I'm, even do that.
2: <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. I'm like, what? I got two rescue dogs that surf, so that's kind of bananas. But you oh, know that's what? So great. They love that's it. Great. I wouldn't do it if they didn't love it. Now, if I can get my cat Zeki, who likes to water, to surf, I think we'd hit it big. But. You know, she does her own things. <laughs> so I think it's very important that you have had Josh in your life. But I wanted to ask you, you know, looking back, when you were growing up and a lot of things were happening, could you put your finger on something that maybe your mom was just really proud of you that you did? Look- I have
0: to tell you, my mother was never a bragging mother. She came from a lot of superstition where you don't look for compliments because people could give you an evil eye. Okay. She never would do things that would draw attention. She would never brag about her children. She said, let them come to me and tell me. You know, and she always believed. And sometimes it's hard to understand because you get the feeling that sometimes your your parents doesn't love you or whatever. But it's not that. It's that. It's their way of protecting because they were brought up with such superstition. And so... Every so often, it's like if I would bring home an A report card, she would sign it and just give it back to
1: me. Really? You know? And
0: then, yeah. But then you would sometimes hear that you know somebody would say to you, "Oh, your mother loved you so much, or this, that, and the other." She would always, you know, talk about you or whatever, but never about like raising you above anybody else. Just yeah, the pride. But she would rarely say it to you because she had this thing. She said, "I don't want you to get a big head." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I think you got a sense of humor from somebody because, you know,
0: <laughs> where did you get
2: that from? I'll tell you, my mother was funny without realizing it. My friends adored
0: my mother. Sometimes when I was even pissed at her, you know, mom, I, love your mom. I love your mom. I love that. Can we go hang? Can we go hang with your mom? But, but she was funny. Sometimes things would come out of her mouth. It would like she was funny without realizing it.
2: Well, that's good. Oh, there that's were
0: times good. when I was growing up where I we would fight over the mirror because I would be in front of the mirror singing with albums and acting things out, and if she felt like that, she would just walk in front of me. <laughs> Your mom would do that. Uh-huh. Oh God,
2: that's
0: funny. Walk in that's front funny. of me and start to singing. <laughs>
2: She was prepping you for distractions and bad right. people in the audience, right? You didn't even right, know. Right, exactly. The funny part is that she couldn't sing in front of people. She found it very
0: difficult. If she was sitting in the back of a car, she could burst out. Whoa. As long as you're not looking at her, she couldn't do it in front of people, and she never remembered lyrics. So she would do like three little words, la-da-da-dee-da, da, da 3 little words, da da da, 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 da. <laughs> So you had to sit
2: there and, like, <laughs> give her words. That's so funny. That's so funny. Now, you've been on TV. We wanted to talk a little bit about some of the folks you've been on some shows with, Florence Henderson, Donna Mills, Pam mm-hmm. Greer. You know, how is that different for you when you're, you know, now an actress?
0: Well, I love acting. I love it. It's different because when I'm on concert, I get to, you know, interact with my audience, which I love. Right. And that's me, Rosie, interacting with my audience. But in a piece, a written piece, you are a character. So it brings out even other sides of you that may not come out as, a, as your regular person. You might be stretching or whatever, but I love working with actors that I can learn from. I've always been somebody who's, who's a, um, a project person. I'm not looking just you know, in, in an acting piece to get the attention for myself. I believe that everybody on that stage has a reason to be there. Okay. And they are so- part of a piece, and you are part of a piece. So. The, Everybody's important. Everybody has important, no matter how little the role. But once again, it's to make that piece the best it can be so that audience out there can go out with having had a fabulous experience.
2: Who's been an actor or two that you really are, were just really excited that you got to work with? That, uh, you had oh, a
0: good... I, I loved working with Donna. It was a very short thing because I had a, a small role in it, but I loved working with her.
2: And that was uh, the uh, one, uh, Ladies the of the Barnes House?
0: Was on the same was in the same movie, and then I did her television show. Okay, she's a sweetheart. I love good people. I love good people. Some of the yep. actors I've worked with haven't been, you know, the, the biggest names in show business.
2: I have a feeling that but doesn't bother you that they weren't maybe the biggest in television, but it sounds like you're all about relationships.
0: I am. Actually, I am about people into people. I think, you know, things are great, but it's people that matter. And it's, the love that you can have for each other. I get very upset when people aren't happy or when you when you're not at ease with somebody. You know, I love I love harmony. I love people relating and being happy with each other. And and uh, I, I'm not into feeling better than the next person. I want to be sharing the
2: love. I think we need to clone you, and then the world would be a better place. <laughs> you know, I want to just make sure everybody knows that we want you to dash over. Rosalind has a really beautiful website. It just breaks into song as soon as you pop on it. It's rosalindkind.com, and it's R-O-S-L-Y-N-K-I-N-D.com. There's something with you and your sister and your spelling challenges on your first names. No, I I'm, this, is,
0: this is exactly how it's spelled on my is that certificate. right? It's like Rosalind Long Island. I have to tell you that oh. Oh, First there you go. Named, most Jewish women named Rosalind, its spelled this way. So I we'll did see? not take anything out of my name. My sister took an A, but I didn't take <laughs> anything out of my <laughs>
2: name. All right, we have clarified it for the record. Here, <laughs> now, oh, I have been accused of many things. <laughs> Why did she take the name? Why did she take the
0: A out? Why, I mean, what's, that's a beautiful. I, I don't know. I think she liked the way it read better. You know, than going Barbara, because some people. You know, uh, you would say Barbara, but there are some people that pronounce every vowel and it's just smoother. Barbara.
2: Okay, well you've taught me a lot of Jewish things. You're talking to a gallet and you know, I'm learning, I'm a you know, I Well I, hang
0: I, around I, me, honey, you'll you'll be speaking <laughs> Hebrew. You'll be doing <laughs>
2: Yiddish <laughs> Oh, way, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Every get- cast I've ever been in when I leave they're saying Jewish words.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Well, I do want people to come to your website. You've got oh, your not don't CD. forget Facebook, Arden. Yeah, Arden. Facebook, Facebook, yes, Facebook. right, right. Rosalind Kind Facebook. You guys know how to do it. You put her name in, and, and you can be a fan, and you can post your photos of your favorite right. dog. Right.
0: Kind, the entertainer page. Rosalind Kind, the
2: entertainer page. There you go. I don't you know go.
0: how you get there either, but
2: you can know, no, put it, in it the No, people, are, they're pretty savvy. I think, you know, little <laughs> kids that have, you know, two-year-olds are doing it now. They're Exactly. They're,
0: they're, Aren't they're you jealous
2: of that? what i embrace it and the other thing is you are kind of techie because you can get your ringtone on iphones and ipads for hold on right yeah you can you can
0: but that doesn't mean mean i did it
2: (laughs) (laughs) but i want people to download your ringtone i think that would be great uh yes please do please do
0: one and all it's a good song it was from a a movie and um yeah hold
2: on and then you've got a cd called come what may correct
0: Yes, correct. And that has Josh's song on it. (laughs) I
2: know. And I really am, I just, I give you pause and applause for singing a little bit of the song at times like this to, uh, I think, talk about inspiration. I mean, you know, Josh is with you every day and you know that.
0: Both Josh and my mom, they're together up above. That's right. They they are. are. When he couldn't travel with me, he was his grandma's protector.
2: Oh, that's sweet. uh,
0: And it was just adorable. And uh, they're both around and I know it. I know it.
2: You know, is there anything else you'd like to add before we call it a day? i just got to wrap this up. But you know what? You're awesome. I know you're possum. And I'm really, really delighted that you were available to be on the show. And we're going to get. Thank you for inviting me. All right. So, everybody, you've heard Rosalind Kynes on the show. I will behave. At this time, I give her a big pause up for being here. I also thank my producer, Mark Winter, who magically makes this show happen each and every week. So, until next time, this is your flea.